Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The FCB Radio Network, where real talk lives. And we are broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland. Whether you're listening to us on one of the big three, iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or you're on the website, fcbradio.com, this is a joint edition of the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. We are here at Cleveland Indians Home Opener. Yes. This is Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show, alongside Christy Magger from Necessary Roughness. Hey, hey. And Eric. E. Will Williams from the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. Yo! What's going on, y'all? It's opening day. Yeah, it is. I'm so excited that baseball's back. Yes, <laughs> I am too. And you know what? I, like, baseball is not my number one sport, but I like baseball. It's like your number three. It is my number three. Yeah, it is. <laughs> or four or five, it but is. you know, whatever. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about opening day, right? There's something about baseball opening day. Oh, absolutely. It's it's, it's almost like an Olympic sport in and of itself, opening day. Here we go with the Olympics, Olympics. Hey, uh, whatever. (laughs) Just saying. You know, it's like a whole different atmosphere. You know, it's pretty cool in the sense that, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday. Like, regardless of the day of the week, it could be, you know, people are calling off work. People are skipping school. Yep. You know, just so they can go to the home opener. Yeah, absolutely. Heck, some parents even let their kids miss school so they can go to the home (laughs) opener. It's like a holiday, man. It is like a holiday. You know, even though it's really cold in Cleveland, there's always some type of inclement weather. Olympic sport, holiday, it's all the same thing, right? Oh. Here we go. This isn't the Winter Olympics, okay? I know. (laughs) So I do want to send a special shout-out to Jack Cleveland Casino. This is really cool uh, being here, being able to do our shows here. Like, this is awesome, awesome experience. You know, it's crazy. You know, uh, Jack Cleveland Casino, where where we're broadcasting out of, is steps away from Cleveland Public Square. And it's a great place uh, for entertainment. You know, they offer over 1,100 slot machines. Uh, 100 table games and 30, a 30, wait, let me say that a third time, 30 poker tables. Yes. Christy, I see you with your poker face over there. Well, I'm not a very good poker player. (laughs) I don't even know how to play poker. I don't either. What? I don't either. Oh, I have a I'd, be, I'd be the one oh. that'd be up there saying, Yahtzee. Yeah, bingo. That's <laughs> a bingo. 
I mean, I have the poker face, right? Because I got sure, the dark yeah, glasses. Uh-huh. And the, yeah, you, know, you can do that. But and you, he never smiles. You would just, you would get to the end and you'd be like, I have a jack, a seven, an ace, a three, and a two. Go, I win. Go fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I love? Um, in addition to the gaming, like uh, Jack has three bars. Holla. And that's awesome for opening day. And the best part, in my opinion, is the food court because they feature um, Corky and Lenny's Deli. And they have um, like made-to-order flatbreads and pasta at Nona Pazza and handcrafted burgers from Stacked and Seven Station Buffet. And I will give anyone like three legitimate hugs if they bring me a plate of nachos. <laughs> With the cheese and jalapenos. With, and salsa on the side like right now. Yeah, so we can dip it. Yeah. Uh, I don't yeah. want the salsa on top. No, no, no. No, it yeah. interferes too much with the cheese. It does. <laughs> that all sounds really all good, too. It sounds amazing. I would take a burger, too. <laughs> just saying. <Eric> is just <laughs> <laughs> all cheese matters. <laughs> I was just going to, like, skim over that and pretend like Barbie, it didn't I happen. I couldn't let that one go. I couldn't help it. I couldn't. I'm like, you, I'm like, you said what? <laughs> oh, when my goodness. When it comes to nachos and burgers, cheese matters. <laughs> so that's important. So we are here for Indians opening Wait, day. Wait, hold on. I wanted to ask. I wanted to go around. Go ahead. So out of the buffet, Corky and Lenny's, Nanapaza and Stacked, if you had to choose one to try, which one would you choose? Stacked. Why? Burger. Handcrafted. <laughs> just one word. Burger. <laughs> That's all that was needed. It was just that one word right there. Garvio. Um, you know what? I've been to the buffet. I love the buffet. Um, but I want to try Corky and Lenny's. I've never had Corky and Lenny's ever. And you know, that's a legendary uh, brand here in Cleveland. So I would, I would love to try it and see. I'll give you that. So yeah. everybody already knows I'm fat. So this is going to make me sound <laughs> even more fat. I've already had the buffet. I've already had Corky and Lenny's. I've already tried Stacked. The only one I haven't tried yet is Nana Pazza. And I hear they have really good pasta. And I love my Italian food. Yeah, I, I love Italian I hear their chicken Alfredo is good. Give me some chicken and shrimp Alfredo. And it's the bomb.com. And it's own and oh, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. So we are here for opening day. So we're going to go to Christy first. What are you expecting uh, from the Indians this season? This season or today? Yes. Well, this Let's season. Let's start with today first. Well, because, you know, on, on opening day, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. And yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter that that's, much. That's true. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. I so. mean, it's like it's it's like any, any long season sport. I mean, it's the same as basketball. The early yeah. games don't. Because, what, know, it's a 182 game yeah, season? Yeah, and, and everybody's knocking dust off still and getting right. everything worked out and everything like that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for a good game today. And um, to be honest, I'm expecting a pretty good start for them. Not perfect. They're going to lose some games, I think. Um, but a pretty good start. We maintained a lot of our roster. We have a lot of guys coming back. We've got a lot of... I mean, Encarnacion already hit an in-park home run. He's a Encarnacion. beast. So, He's like, a beast. Him, of all people on the team, I know. hit an in <laughs> Did you watch like, him I'm run the bases? Dude, and I'm like standing up <laughs> clapping. For oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was yes. all, all, big, all big dudes united on that. It was, 
<laughs> it was like, go get it, dog. It's like when the lineman <laughs> picks up the scoop and score. It's like, go, big yes. man, go. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm expecting some good things, and uh, and I'm I'm expecting them to go pretty far this year. So yeah, I, and and you know what, um, Paul Dolan had said this on um, on another show. He was talking about their window and how their window was short. Uh, that's a little concerning because, of course, you know they have six players whose contracts expire at the end of the season. So I feel like this year they really got it. Not that they haven't been going for it every year, but this is like championship or bust this year. You I think I mean? so. I, I think so. But you know what? I honestly kind of thought that last year. I thought it was gonna be. I, I thought it was gonna be that way last year, and I got a little disappointed in the postseason. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, I think we all were. So right? hopefully they can stay strong, they can stay focused, they can concentrate on what they're doing, what the end game is, and hopefully we can uh, get there strong. And then stay strong postseason. So we'll see. By the way, we got Todd Allen and Sammy Cena from the Todd Allen Show. They just got here. We're going to get them hooked up here in just a minute. What's going on, sir? Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shout out to them. You're going to hear more from them in a little bit. But, E, your expectations for uh, the end. I want to have a good, long, productive season. you know, minimal injuries. Yeah. Michael Brantley got reactivated uh, from his ankle injury. Bradley and Tyler Zimmer. was optioned down to the farm system. Um, I'd like to see a, another strong season from Klubot, Corey Kluber. Yeah. Um, you know, just overall, I want to see cohesiveness. I want to see good production. You know, we're going to be a top five, maybe even top three team in the American League. So, you know, obviously... Still a little bit of salt in the wound from when we did lost the World Series a couple years ago. Or a hole. I still say Brick, that if, if there me. hadn't been a rain delay, <laughs> the momentum was in our favor, we would have won. True. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting not only to the playoffs, but going deep in the playoffs and hopefully getting to the World Series and winning the World Series. Sammy's yes. over here taking pictures. Yes. Don't have me on Facebook looking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have me on Too Facebook late. looking crazy. Too late for me, that's for sure. <laughs> There she go. Like, yeah, don't tag me because if you tag me and I look crazy, I'm going to untag you. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy is like queen of that. Like, a, she she is queen of putting you on social media when you're not ready for it. When you look terrible. And how you looking crazy. Phenomenal. Because. <laughs> why? Why? You said, she said, you know why? Why? Because when you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> there's an image to maintain. That's right. Burn. I'm very. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money in my image. I'm very protective of my image. Um, so, so yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I think. I believe the Indians are going to win their division. I think they're going to win the division again. I, no doubt. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I think it's really, really likely. Um, and judging by like how many people that we're seeing walk by and rocking their Indians gear today, I'm just like, our fan base is going to be there this year too. Um, which you know, if if you get the chance, you guys got to come out and support the Indians, and not just wear your T-shirt to work or like to the casino. We get, we need to get butts and seats in the stadium because yeah. that's one of the biggest battles that we face is that they have like the lowest attendance. 
attendance rate of all Cleveland sports. So it's kind of like let's let's get in there and support these you know guys. What? I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I don't want to j- see it just on opening day. You know, the game always sells right, out. The game right, always no. sells out. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. What? And if you guys can come out for the home opener, which is always one of the colder games of the year, so we gotta get better from there. The warm games. <laughs> <laughs> right. So well, it is yeah. Cleveland. We do see all five. Uh, wait, I said five. I forgot. There's it's, cons- it's Ohio. Yeah, it, there's five I seasons. Five seasons because you know there's winter, there's spring, there's summer, there's fall, and there's construction and, season. Yeah, oh. and I've also heard sprinter, <laughs> sprinter, spring, winter combination. But it's like sixty-one day though. and snowing the next. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So which is all which, the time. But you know what? It's cold today, but it it's not that bad out. No, I wore a sweatshirt in. It's not that bad out. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It really isn't. I'm just fat and I'm always warm. So plus, <laughs> plus you got to go to the game. You got to get your beer coat on, and then you're good to go it's totally fine i mean we come out and we we rock the um browns you know and the dog pound and it, that's like three degrees because that's right on the lake so you get lake effect you get snow you that's get why wind, I it's only, freezing that's why i only go to the early to the early season games if i He's go only at all, yeah. in the games up until october after yep. that <laughs> i'm Can't out TV. i do not like the cold man yeah. i don't i don't like to be cold at yeah all. it's you got to be prepared for that nonsense, but yeah. anyway, it's a nice day today for for a ball game. Um, not too sunny because that comes into play too. It makes yeah, it hard true. to see. It makes that's it hot true. Um, when you're sitting in the sun. So sometimes, it's a great day. Our, sometimes this crazy Cleveland weather comes to our advantage, though. Remember the midges? That one year, uh, I think they were in the playoffs when the Indians were in the playoffs, and all wasn't it against the Yankees? I think, and all the midges, all those little like we're around the pitchers. Yeah, they kept like swatting at the bugs. Yeah, oh. yeah. That Christy was, was so confused. She's looking back and forth, like, like, "What are they talking about? What? Yeah, what are you talking about?" <laughs> now, I'm see, like, oh, let me I just, get it. I get let it. me just show you. That's see, that's your co-host there. He put you on blast. I was going to ignore that. I was going to pretend <laughs> like you knew what we were talking. I didn't know about. what they were. I called. just got to show them that superstars aren't always perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I come on here every week, and I'm like, I'm a hot mess today, so <laughs> let's pray. I know what's going on. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot for you coming up uh, in the show. Uh, we're going to be here for a while. Uh, coming up next, we have an interview with Malia Garfield, the director of marketing for Jack Cleveland Casino. Also, stay tuned. You're going to be hearing from Todd Allen and Sammy Cena from the Todd Allen Show, Jeff Brown from the Jeff Brown Show a little bit later. And we have some more interviews and stuff like that coming up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is Darby or the Kingpin Morrow. I want you to check out my new song, Unconditional, featuring Dan Smith. I know that I'm a harshest critic. I'm just trying to deal with it. I take it back because this ain't complicated. Yo, it's simple. We all looking for something that's unconditional. Get Unconditional now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland. We are out here for Indians home opener. And we have a guest with us on the show. And I'm going to pass it along to Mr. E. Will for the introduction. All right. So we're sitting here with Malia Garfield, who happens to be the director of marketing here for Jack Cleveland Casino. So... 
I've heard all this buzz lately about this new gaming arena that might be down, I believe, on your first level? Yes, that is correct. We have a new concept called Synergy. It's located okay. on the first floor, which is actually right next to our um, drawing stage. Okay. So right when you get off the escalators, you can see it, you can hear it, you can feel it. So what exactly is Synergy? Yes, yeah, Synergy is basically it's a uh, table arena style um, table games meets slot machine all in one location. So it, it um, allows you to play table games at a personal PlayStation and eventually we'll add in Kino as well so that'll be a slot machine there. But it allows you to play at your own personal PlayStation um, while also being able to play multiple games. It has a DJ. It has, um, you know, several styles of games. You have roulette, baccarat, blackjack, and craps. And so, um, basically, it it brings energy to the floor. So it's an entertainment style table games concept is really what that is. Okay, so I know you mentioned Kino earlier. What games does Synergy offer? Yep, so it has, so there's a couple different ways to play Synergy. So you have um, electronic games, and your electronic games are the roulette, the baccarat, craps, and blackjack. But then we also have live dealer tainers, and dealer tainers are really like a host. Um, that just sounds cool in itself. I know, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Like it's that. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like they're that. a lot of fun too. They have, um, it's basically they pull people in from, you know, walking by and just saying, hey, come play with us, and you're playing live games with them, and that's blackjack and baccarat. Where can we sign up? This sounds like something we could do. Oh, you got to yeah. come down. Everyone's got to come down. It's, it's really fun. It, you know, it brings a lot of energy to that first floor. No, I mean, I want to be a dealer-tainer. <laughs> you can be a dealer-tainer. We'll, we'll get you into trial. That there. just sounds really cool, like, to be a dealer-tainer. Like, it is. I, I you know, a lot of our dealer-tainers actually have, you know, special talents. Some of them will sing. Some of them will dance. Some oh, of wow. them will tell jokes. So, I mean, it really is an entertainer combined with a dealer. So, that's why we termed it a dealer-tainer. Um, so when when did Synergy first open? Um, how was the uh, feedback you've been getting, the experience uh, so far? Yeah, so Synergy opened, um, it was mid-March. Um, we actually opened on a soft opening just to kind of get it, get a feel for the games, get a, let our dealer retainers practice a little bit with um, some volume, but not too crazy. Um, and that was mid-March, so it was right before um, St. Patrick's Day. And then we had um, our grand opening on the 30th and 31st. And, um, you know, since we've opened the games on the weekends specifically, and like late night, those games are packed. Um, the energy is just so fun. It's fun to be around, and I think that the guests are really enjoying, um, you know, being give, getting energy onto that floor. And so what what we find is that when we have you know a DJ or the dealer trainers are live, those units are all full. We have twenty eight units, and um, and so they're they're actually full. That's fantastic. So what are the hours? What are the hours of synergy? You beat me so, to the punch on that one. <laughs> so uh, Synergy is open 24 hours. Um, so like you can always go up to the personal PlayStation and play at whatever time you uh, feel. But the dealer retainers are staffed starting at noon. And it usually goes till about noon till 2 a.m.-ish, just depending on business volume. So you'll have, if there's a late night Cavs game or it's a holiday weekend and there's additional volume, we could stay open later. Um, we also have our DJs and they start on the weekends, uh, Fridays and Saturday nights. And those, um, they start at nine o'clock and there are a lot of local DJs oh wow that's awesome well, so what kind of player is Synergy geared towards you know um, I think it talks to all kinds of players and when I say that um, you know when you're playing at a craps table live craps 
course, for somebody who may not be, you know, inclined to understand the game or, or maybe intimidated by it, they may not go ever, ever go and try to play. So um, what Synergy allows is you to go to the personal PlayStation without all the, you know, craziness of the game itself and get accustomed to how to play crabs. So it actually speaks to someone who has never played. But then for those of the guests who are seasoned players and know how to play, it allows you to play multiple table games at once. So you can be playing, you know, craps while you're playing live blackjack, while you're playing roulette. You can play to up to the four games, whichever ones you want, all at one time. So that's what that's really one of the cool features that it has, that it allows um, those seasoned players to play multiple games. You know, and that sounds cool for somebody like me. I've never played craps before. Yeah, neither. You know, I, I think we were actually talking about that earlier today, Darvio. That um, you know, I've I've never played it, so it in a sense it could be kind of intimidating trying to jump right into it. So that does help out in that sense. Absolutely, I think every you know games in general, table games can be very intimidating. That's why the dealer tainers are up in the front, but we also have some strolling throughout the arena. And when they do that, they're helping guests learn how to play, showing them the ropes. Um, you know, we can put it in a dem- demonstration mode where you can actually see how it works, how it functions. So there's a lot of really cool features that Synergy has. And where else is uh, Synergy uh, around the country? I know you guys have some more uh, locations. You know, yeah, we started it at um, our sister property, Greektown Casino, up in Detroit. They were the first, um, actually, in the country to have Synergy Arena. Um, and we've actually uh, just got... Cincinnati on board, so our Jack Cincinnati property, and then we were the next to follow. So I think they have them other places as well, but in Ohio, it's Cincinnati and Cleveland so far. All right, awesome. Thank you so much uh, for coming and spending some time with us and telling us about uh, Synergy. Soon as we finish uh, doing the show, I'm going down to Synergy. Yeah, you got to check it out. Thank you for having me so much, and I would love to give you guys a demonstration and any of your guests. Thank you. Once again, that's Malia Garfield, Director of Marketing of Jack Cleveland Casino, right in the heart of downtown Cleveland. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Attention, Cleveland. I want each and every one of you to get up and get out and help me welcome a new vibe. Caribbean Vibes Bar and Grill located at 7114 St. Clair Ave. Start your weekly vibes off the right way. Ladies, make sure you come out for a Man Crush Monday where we have Hennessy and Patron specials all night. Tito Tuesdays with $2 Tito specials. And fellas, we got WCW. Wing night with a live band, $2 Quavo shots, and lots of women. Then Thursday, Thirsty Thursdays, Reggae all night, Star Temple's DJ Just Play, $6 Hennessy's in a live band. Flashback Hip Hop Friday, happy hour from 4 to 8, $2 Domestics, $2 Tito's, $6 Hennessy's, and $8 Patrons. Then we got Smooth Saturday with Raising Reggae, $6 Ciroc flavors all night. Males must be 30 and females 25. So make sure you come out to Caribbean Vibes located at 7114 St. Clair Ave, Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome back once again. This is the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. Whoop, whoop. And we are yeah, yeah. here for Indians opening day. And uh, Mr. Todd Allen is in the building. What's up, what's sir? Up? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right. We finally have the senior of the network with us. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is so disrespectful. with his walker. Besides myself. Oh, he is so disrespectful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He is so disrespectful. <laughs> um, Khalid Namar, your co-host from the Todd Allen Show, sent us the video yesterday of Conor McGregor and his uh, his incident 
Yeah, because it was caught on camera. <laughs> like, how dumb are you? Air quotes, incident. <laughs> so, real quick before we give our thoughts on it, Christy, just kind of give people uh, the, the news of it if the, they aren't aware. Shall I say the rundown, Darby? Yes, there you go. <laughs> there we go. I'll give the superstar. <laughs> um, basically, Conor McGregor showed up unexpectedly at a USC event, and he threw a hand dolly through a window. <laughs> Um, I believe it was on a bus, injuring several UFC teammates. Team mates. Oh, my goodness. Ultimately, he was charged with three counts of misdemeanor assault and one count of felony criminal mischief on Thursday. And not only that, but um, his counterpart, I think it's uh, Cian or Cayenne. It's C-I-A-N. Cowley was also charged by the New York uh, police department with assault and criminal mischief. So he didn't act alone. And as a result of that, they had to cancel several of the pay-per-view fights. I believe it was three fights three for this fights. pay-per-view event were canceled. Yes. Wow. Because of this incident. Really? Right. That's got to be a drugs? major hit. Was he yeah. on drugs or something? Um, <clears throat> it doesn't say. That it doesn't, remains to be seen. I, no. Yeah. I, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that, but I mean. Did anybody say anything about what caused it in the first place? Like, I don't understand what He's kind of McGregor. <laughs> He's got pretty much. Issues. I mean, the guy is a loose cannon. Look at his f bomb suit. He's already been, had run-ins with the law. He's speeding. He's just like a maniac. But you know, you know what's interesting about the whole thing? Uh, what's interesting is that was uh, hold on sidebar. That was an awesome headdress that we just saw walk by. Yes, yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was pretty classic. Was a, which was an awesome young lady wearing. That it was as like well. my ADD. Now. <laughs> Moving. Squirrel. <laughs> Attention deficit. Ooh, headdress. <laughs> so moving right along here. Um, the thing that's interesting to me is when I saw him kind of do all of the stupid stuff mm-hmm. um, it leading up to the Mayweather thing, I thought it was just an act, right? Promotion. Like I thought he was just doing it for promotion. Yeah. But it seems like this is actually who he is. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, how long the runway is. Pigs just don't fly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm and, still on my feet. <laughs> so, I mean, it, this is this is who he is. When you, when you think about it, where he's come from... Um, he comes from the mean streets of wherever he comes from. Right. And, uh, <laughs> the mean streets of wherever, of wherever he comes from. He wherever he comes from. Somewhere in Ireland. So, so this, is, this is who he is. And I think that it was, a, it was a time for him to be able to show up and show out, if you will, because the attention wasn't on this guy at this particular point in time. So he, wins, he gets $100 million from fighting Mayweather, and all of a sudden he thinks he's the king of the world. Right. Um, other, other people got to get paid, too. But, you know, now he stopped the money from being uh, made from the Uf, uh, UFC. Um, so let me ask. Hurt. It's, it's crazy. So let me ask you, Todd, being the the resident economics professor of yes. the group. Um, I was reading an article actually from our from our friends at the at the iHeart family uh, from um, the guy that runs Outkick the coverage, I think, and he was saying that you know this is the best thing. This could possibly be the best thing for the UFC. Because it puts them on the front page. Um, they were waning in popularity, and now everybody is talking about it. Do you think that this is something that could actually, in the long run, benefit them financially? I don't. I don't see how it could because McGregor's going to have to be uh, fined, and he's the, he's the top draw 
of 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 the of the of the whole network, if you will. Correct. Even though he hasn't fought since 2016, well, which yeah. tells you where the net, which tells you where UFC is, that he's still the top draw. Well, he's still the and top he draw. And, and so the fact time, that yeah. he's you know run amok at this particular point, as you said, it has put them on on the on the front page. But beyond that, who do they have in their stable that could could draw a crowd? Nobody. So, I mean, it's a fledgling league at this particular point until they do something else. But they're going to have to find the guy. He's going to have to be uh, an example. Because here it is that he's done this, but then they also had a champion that was in a a different weight division who uh, got caught being on steroids, and then they stripped him of his title. Yeah. So they're going to have to do something with this behavior. They can't can't abdicate or allow this kind of behavior. And UFC President Dana White is not backing McGregor. He said there is no, this is totally inexcusable. He does not have my support. And he said that, um, quote, unquote, this isn't the Conor McGregor that I know. He's not, this isn't characteristic of his behavior, and he doesn't know where this came from. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him. I mean, yeah, he'll probably be fine, but, I mean, is he going to get fired? Is he going to get let go for this continual Well, I think think what he's going to do, I'm sorry, I think what's going to happen is he's going to say that he has some sort of addiction, and he's going to get some sort of counseling. (laughs) Well, I also think that it might be the case of that spoiled child. You know, he knows that he is the draw for the UFC, so he just feels like he can act however he wants. Like a toddler throwing a tantrum. Right, just let me let me do what I want. I'm gonna throw a tantrum, you know, whether you like it or not. And I'm, you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. He's Irish, right? In my best Irish accent, I want the yellow cup, not the green one. (laughs) Dang it! That's send your letters to Christy. C. I'm a L. little Maggard bit Irish, so it's Twitter. okay. <laughs> Makes it okay. Right. Send, s- send your uh, Tweedles. Yeah, there you go. At C.L. Maggard. Maggard, correct. Right. So, but yeah, you know what? But in, in a weird way, though, it does kind of put the UFC back on the forefront where people haven't been really talking about it. Now, Todd, you bring up a, another right. good point, though, that the real issue is that they don't have any more stars. No. No, they don't. I mean, I mean, a train wreck makes the frontal page. Does that mean that people go buy a ticket? No. No, not necessarily. <laughs> I mean... Do you think, Chrissy, that this could be, in the long run, that it could benefit the UFC? It could. I mean, look at the Kardashians. They're still Kardashian and, and <laughs> Kardashian-in. It seems like... <laughs> look, I couldn't even but say the, it. But, but let's just be honest. Kardashians have different don't be assets. Jealous. That is true. <laughs> Wait, can we say that again? Try it again, because I didn't say it right. The Kardashian... What? I'm she sorry. said Kardashian... What? Kardashian and yeah, that's what it. Kardashian and yeah, that is Todd makes a very Todd makes a very good different assets. Yes, correct. You are correct. As an economist, I mean, I'd have to make sure I notice the assets that they have strictly from an economical perspective. Economical standpoint, yes, they make a lot of money. Right. Well, you know, but but you know what though, if this. If this negatively impacts the UFC, it couldn't come at a worse time because they're trying to get a new TV deal, and no one wants to give them the money that they're asking but, for. But didn't didn't Dana White just make a, a billion gazillion trillion dollars? Yeah, they they sold. I forget how much they sold it for. They sold it for like four billion or something like that. Right. But here's the key, though. One of the reasons why it went for so much in the first place was based on them getting a new TV deal. But so they've went to uh, Fox, their current TV partner, and asked for more money than Fox has been willing to pay. Because from Fox's perspective, the ratings aren't justifying the amount of money that they want. And they're actually, uh, I've been reading about this, they're actually looking at 
getting rid of UFC altogether and going to the WWE instead right. because their ratings are stronger. Mm. Well, well, as far as Dana White's concerned, I mean, did the check clear? <laughs> the check clear. He he got his money. So I mean, so why is he worried about it? <laughs> he's it's, still he's still in charge, so he still oh, yeah. has a job. I mean, but at this particular point, I think that all the other the 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 the, the teammates of Conor McGregor need to go have a, some sort of intervention, all right? You know, uh, when when uh, we, when we talk about the armed forces and uh, sc- during screening and evaluation, if there was someone who's out of line, uh, they got a visit. Right, and and so what I'm saying is that I think that the people and he just were, cost he just cost them them uh, fighters some money. Yeah, the a lot of yeah, money. because he yeah. actually injured several fighters, yeah. and that to me, it's one thing if you want to be crazy or speed or like I guess do your thing, but like you just legitimately just straight up went in there and hurt a bunch of people that yeah. are supposed to be they're your teammates. They're supposed to be on your team, so. I mean, when it's all said and done, I mean, we're going to have to see what type of effect, whether it be negative or positive, that it has on the UFC. I, I'm torn on it. I don't know if it's going to uh, be something where they can benefit from or not. Um, Let me ask you, where does Conor McGregor go from here? I don't know. I mean, the last thing we saw of him was when he lost against Floyd Mayweather in that boxing match. Right. That, that everyone who wasn't a, a Conor McGregor fan knew was going to Everybody happen. knew. Even if they hoped that McGregor could pull it off, they knew that he wouldn't actually beat Mayweather. Man, I, I still have some of the Facebook posts. I got into some debates with people. Oh, who, so you screenshot you, it for evidence. <laughs> you kept receipts. I'm he petty. kept receipts. Call me Petty Pendergrass. <laughs> how, how, how long ago Petty-wise. was that fight? How long ago was that? Uh, it was what, 2017? A year and a half or a year ago? Buddy, yeah. It, it and, wasn't like it last summer? Something like something that. Something like that? Yeah. So the, the, the way I think Conor McGregor gets away with or gets out of this, if you will, after he does his penance, is that he actually uh, fights somebody for less money than he normally would and, and give that money back to the, the organization, if you will. Uh, and I think that that would probably get him in good good standing. Or yeah, good somebody's going to have to force him to do that because I don't see that being in his character. <laughs> no, straight no, off. No. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, I think that is the right thing to do, and I think it would help him. But I think I could just hear him now saying "f you" to or, that or wearing kind of a the suit. Yes, <laughs> as a statement, if you will. So, just I, I mean, I don't know. He's. I mean, he's putting himself in these positions on purpose, but he just doesn't care about the repercussions. No, so not at all. I don't know what I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I don't know what else can be done. You know what I mean? So stay tuned. We have more to come in a little bit. Once again, this is the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness, broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland. It is Cleveland Indians opening day. We'll be right back. If you're looking to increase productivity for your firm or medical office without increasing your expenses, then call Morrow Paralegal Services and let our experienced professionals provide you with quality work at reasonable rates. We provide paralegal services to attorneys, medical and law firms, and the general public. Give us a call at 216-273-6134. That's 216-273-6134. Again, that's 216-273-6134. At Marl Paralegal Services. Not an attorney. We do not give legal advice.
Welcome back, welcome back. This is the Outlaws Radio Show and Necessary Roughness. And we are at Jack Cleveland Casino, right in the heart of downtown Cleveland for the Indians home opener. But there's also another event going on right now, and that is the Cleveland International Film Festival. And we have with us Patrick Shepard, Associate Director of the Cleveland International Film Festival. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. Thanks to thanks for having me. All right. So tell tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the film festival. People who may not be familiar with it or have never came to it, like tell tell people about it. Absolutely. Well, we are a 12 day event here in Tower City uh, that we're we're running uh, April 4th. So we opened this past Wednesday, and we're running through Sunday, April 15th. Uh, and over the course of those 12 days, we'll have uh, over 500 films screened, uh, and actually, there's uh, individual screenings of about 540 different films. Wow! So we won. We run morning, noon, and night, uh, and Tower City's humming with all these Indians fans and film festival fans. Uh, what an exciting day in downtown Cleveland! Yeah, absolutely. So you uh, you guys just kicked off recently, right? Yes, we actually had opening night at Playhouse Square. We had a big uh, we, we we had a big party in the State Theater that followed our opening night film, The Drummer and the Keeper. And uh, yesterday we we got down to business because on any given day we'll have over forty five screenings of films on uh, from nine a.m. till about midnight. Tonight we're running even past midnight because on Fridays and Saturdays we have uh, late night screenings. Oh, wow. Um, Now, how long has the film festival been around? This is our 42nd year. We we believe that we're the largest film festival in the world under one roof because we've topped 100,000 in attendance for the last three years. Oh, wow, that's a lot. And, and we do believe that there's a little bit in this festival for everyone. I mean, there are, of course, we are an international film festival, so you are going to see a film from Hungary with subtitles, but we also have lots of English language, lots of documentary. We even have a, a sports section sidebar for people who are interested in sports. We've got a music movies competition for people who like movies. So, we again, we like to think that there's a little bit in this festival for everybody. Todd, what what what's your favorite genre of movies to watch? Kung Fu. Oh, martial arts. Is there any is there any of that there? There is not uh, I I don't know if we have any feature films that have martial arts in it, but right. there's typically always short subjects and there's 253 of those. Because so. I actually like I actually like to read the subtitles. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> even even I, I watch some of the movies, uh, some martial arts movies that are from um, uh, like India. Yep. Or, or some from the other Thailand or the Far East yep. and that kind of thing. So I like that. Now let me ask you this. Who who picks the films to be shown at the film festival? Yeah, we have two full-time staff people that they actually watch over 1,100 films over the wow. course of about 11 months. And that's their full-time job? That is their full-time wow. job. How that's can a, I apply? That's an awesome job. <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> now, I will tell you that not all of those films are great. Right, uh, right. So it's, it's sometimes like picking a needle in a haystack. So they have to drink coffee and pop nodos? <laughs> they, they do like coffee. I do know that both of them like coffee. But they also travel the world to different festivals to, to bring films to 
to Cleveland, uh, and then we have a call for entries process where people pay us to consider their films, and we had 3,600 uh, of those submissions this year. Wow, that's awesome. Um, there's one um, movie that you guys are showing that I'm actually going to go see. I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's like a documentary um, around Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh, yeah. That's going to be big. Uh, it's called Sons of St. Clair. Yes. And I, I, I actually, I'm not the programmer. I don't see many films that screen in the festival, but I wanted to see that, so I watched it. Uh-huh. And it is, it is a great film celebrating the spirit of... Uh, of that band and it's a great film about Cleveland they just love Cleveland there's so much footage of Cleveland that that uh, that film screens this weekend yep. there's a there's a screening tomorrow night and then yep. there's one on Sunday and we might have some special guests coming in yep. so we'll see we'll see who shows up <laughs> and you know the thing that obviously I haven't seen it yet I'll be here to see it when it screens but um, one of the things that was kind of fascinating to me just from reading the description is it was basically them coming home and and showing a lot of Cleveland, but it was also juxtaposing all of the uh, success that has happened and all of the, the development that has happened in large parts of the city and contrasting that with the current state of the neighborhoods that they were from as well. Thus the title. Uh, I mean, yeah. there's a great focus on what I believe is 99th and St. Clair, mm-hmm. um, and, yep. and and they it, they do. I mean, I think that it's, they treat it very respectfully, but they, they do show that not every neighborhood in Cleveland is thriving as, as, as much as we all would hope. Right, absolutely. So uh, if you had to recommend a couple of movies. Oh, gosh. Movies, just two or three. All right, well. What would be the top ones? Well, make sure, me being the sports guy, if I wanted to go see a sports movie, if there's one you would recommend, which one should I go see? All right, well, we did, I will tell you that we had the world premiere of Believe Land two years ago, and it's it's hard to top that because wow. we had 2,000 people at the Palace Theater for that and then a bunch of additional screenings because it was so popular. But uh, this year, our closing night film, uh, if you like tennis, is Borg versus McEnroe. It's Shia LaBeouf starring as John McEnroe. Uh, and uh, that's, I think, going to be one of the big sports films. Uh, there's also a documentary called The Carter Effect. It's about Vince Carter and how wow. his uh, how his time in Toronto really helped to transform that city in a lot of ways. Um, so, I mean, they, again, there's a there's a whole sidebar called the sports section, and we you can visit our website at clevelandfilm.org to find out about all these films and all these screenings. And let, let me just say one more thing. What makes a festival special are guests of the film that come with it. And it, and it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it, it's very likely going to happen with Sons of St. Clair and probably hundreds of other films that we'll have at the festival. So... Uh, Anybody can certainly watch a movie at home on their tablet, on their home theater, or even go to a, a movie theater. But it's it's very special when when the after the credits roll, the lights come up. You know, there's there's the director of the film, or there's the there's the there are subjects of the of the documentary that are in the film. You know, I mean, so it's it's what makes a festival special. So, how long have you been with the festival? This is my twentieth year with wow. uh, with the Cleveland International Film Festival. So, talk about the growth that you've seen over the years. Uh, in the festival, and what makes the Cleveland International Film Festival so special and different? Well, I will say, I mean, our early years, and this was before me, uh, we 
Uh, we were at the Cedar Lee Theater in Cleveland Heights from 1977 to 1990. Then we moved. Tower City opened in 1990, and we moved downtown in 1991. And our attendance was about 15,000 back then. And as I mentioned, the last three years we've we've topped 100,000 in attendance. And that's because I think we've tried to program and engage the Cleveland community in such a way to let them know that there is something in this festival for everyone and and you know again you, you you might not be interested in in subtitles or you might not care about documentaries but there's some great feature narrative films in the festival as well now if there were any like up-and-coming young directors or producers you know whatnot that may have a movie that they want to try to pitch to have it featured at the film festival what steps would they have to take in order to be able to try to make that happen right well where our job is to exhibit the films, and we also have an educational component, but uh, there are, there's another organization in town called the Greater Cleveland Film Commission, and they, they're the ones that help bring all the big commercial productions to town, um, and they're also the ones that help support the local filmmaking community. So people who are, maybe they're a director or maybe they're just a, a production assistant, what, the Film Commission is trying to make sure that people can make their living year-round doing these jobs. And, and be, because of the tax incentives that, that have been in place for the last several years, films like The Avengers, are, I mean, and you know, you've seen a lot of the films that have been made here. Right. It's because of the tax incentives and because of the Film Commission. Absolutely. So, um, and one of the things I, I wanted to kind of double back real quick on what you had mentioned earlier um, about the different culture that the Cleveland International Film Festival has with the Cleveland community. Because a lot of times I think when some people think of film festivals, they think about, you know, hoity-toity and yep. snooty. But this film festival is, is really, it's one that is embraced by the community here. And it's one that you see a lot of people who may not be movie buffs uh, participating in. Talk, talk a little bit about the culture uh, of the festival. Yeah, I mean... We as a staff, we, we don't care for that elitist artist feel. We we right. we care about being accessible to the community, and that's why we program and we kind of organize the festival so people can easily understand it. So if, if you're somebody you know from the Latino community, you're going to check out the Cinema en Español sidebar. If, you know, if you're from the African American community, you might be interested in the African diaspora sidebar. So there's, and there's not just one or two films. There's a bunch of films in those sidebars. So uh, that's that's what helps connect different parts of the festival to different parts of our community. All right, let everybody know uh, how to get tickets, uh, how long the festival is going on, all that good stuff. All right, uh, the best way to learn about all that is at our website. ClevelandFilm.org. We are running Tower City pretty much morning, noon, and night through next Sunday, April 15th. And uh, uh, you can catch an Indians game because there are 10, a total of 10 Indians games, including today's opener. So you can go go to an Indians game and, you know, the, the Tower City cinemas are right on that walkway to Gateway. So you can take a train or a bus downtown and take that walkway to Gateway and you'll, you'll, you'll walk right by the cinemas. All right. Thank you so much uh, for coming and spending some time with us. We really appreciate it, sir. All right. Thank you. And go Tribe. I wish I could be at the game, but I got to work. <laughs> go Tribe. <laughs> go Tribe. I'll see you tomorrow at Sons of St. Clair. Right. All right. Excellent. All right.
You know, and, and an amazing thing, once again, we're broadcasting here at Jack Cleveland Casino from the heart of downtown Cleveland, and they're actually offering uh, any of the attendees of the film festival, if they present their pass or their ticket at the Jack Cleveland Casino Buffet, they're giving discounted prices for all the attendees, so that's pretty cool of them to do that. Not only are they providing you know entertainment, but they're giving you discounted prices to fill your tummy up and get some food. Absolutely. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is The Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. We are broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland for the Cleveland Indians. Woohoo! Tribe um, opener. Now, uh, we were originally going to do uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Lavish here, but uh, Jessica Lavish unfortunately was not able to make it. And Christy is always ready to go <laughs> with her segment. And so I am going to pretend that this is a regular episode of Necessary Roughness <laughs> and let E. Will do the proper introduction. Welcome back to Necessary Roughness. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to send it over to the host. superstar of Necessary Roughness, Christy Maggard. And uh, she's going to do her segment known as The Rundown. Well, thank you. It's unfortunate that Lavish couldn't be here because she's awesome and that is an awesome segment. But I'm happy to help out and fill in wherever I can. Appreciate uh, it. MSU basketball player Brock Washington has been charged with misdemeanor assault after a criminal sexual conduct investigation. 19-year-old Washington was charged March 8th as a lone suspect in an alleged assault on campus. A bald eagle picked Mariner starter James Paxton as his landing spot during the national anthem before their game versus the Twins. Wait, what? Yeah, he was James Paxton. He's a starter for the Mariners. Was standing up for the national anthem, and a bald eagle came up and landed on his back during the national anthem. There's a video of it. It's like <laughs> amazing. So, like, what did he do? Like, was it like? Like, did he just sit there or? Like? Uh, he, like, Paxton just kind of like Howard over, and I think he even took a couple steps forward, and uh, the Eagle wasn't there too long, but <laughs> it was like, are you kidding me? And plus, it was during the national anthem. Like, what amazing timing. Right. Um, uh, also, Villanova beat Michigan, just in case you're living under a rock or mi missed it, during the NCAA Tournament Championship on Monday, 79-62. Big shout out to Michigan, Big Ten team. They were a number three seed that made it all the way um, to the championship and also congratulations to Villanova for winning it all that's wait that's who did you just shout out uh, Michigan, Michigan. 
Hey, it's a Big Ten team. No matter, Michigan still sucks. <laughs> it's a Big Ten team. I am proud Boo. of the Big Ten for representing well in the tourney. That's a big deal for them. Boo. The last time Michigan's been to the championship, I think it was like 1960-something. Don't care. It was a long time. And I so. hope that they don't go back until 2060-something. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as Ohio State doesn't do anything in the tourney, I guess I got to cheer for somebody. Um, Anybody and, but Michigan. Come on now. And last but certainly not least, New York is the latest in a series of challenges uh, regarding LeBron James to sign with the New York Knicks with a billboard near Madison Square Garden. The sign reads, James 23, King of New York, question mark, prove it. Hashtag King James NYC 18. There are also um, other similar billboards in Akron, L.A., Cleveland, of course, and Portland. So, um, Portland. Inter- yeah, Portland. <laughs> I watched people walk by, and I, like, forgot what I was doing. So. <laughs> You'd think being a mom, I could, like, multitask speaking and looking, but I just... <laughs> you had a moment there. I didn't, I didn't have lunch today. I'm starting to, like... Lose it. But anyway. <laughs> Forgetting riding dirty. I'm fat and hungry. <laughs> I am. I'm hangry. I'm at this point in time hangry. <laughs> but let's talk LeBron James. This is really interesting um, uh, regarding his free agency that there's there's actually a billboard campaign that has started to get him to sign. I mean, is that going to be effective? People, Anybody think? People are so stupid <laughs> because none of this stuff is going to matter. This didn't remember when he left Cleveland the first time. Uh-huh. We went through this then. Right. People coming in and out of the city, doing billboards, doing little stupid stuff. It none of that stuff is going to matter. No, no, it's not at all. It's just a way to make yourself look corny. And I like I really the the billboard thing really irritates the bleep out of me. Like I really 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 dislike that cuz it's so corny. And then when you do it in our city, like you know what I mean, like that's that's whack. Yeah. The first thing that the the Knicks need to worry about fixing the Knicks because <laughs> clearly they're terrible. They want to fix them by getting LeBron James. Exactly because they don't plan. know how to fix it any other way. Because the whole <laughs> team is terrible, and they've been terrible for like <laughs> eight years. They're they're hot garbage, and so that's and that's what they need to be focused on. A lot of these teams, a lot of these teams need to be focusing more on improving their team instead of trying to appeal to LeBron by doing something that, in my opinion, is just an insult to the city. Like I just I take it very like I don't like that. I don't like it at all, and it's not going to make a difference anyway. When he makes his decision, he's going to make his decisions on a number of factors. I don't think the stupid billboards are going to be. <laughs> I don't know about stupid, but I do totally agree that they're going to make no difference whatsoever. None. I personally, I think he has his mind made up. I think he knows exactly what he's going to do, where he's going to go, um, and what he wants. Um, I don't think anything's official on that, but I don't think any amount of begging, pleading, getting down on our knees, putting sugar on top, cherry on top is going to do anything um, to sway him. I, I really think that he's knows whatever, whatever it is. I think he already knows what he's going to do. So, You know, LeBron is going to do what LeBron wants to do. Exactly. Regardless exactly. of what we want him to do, what, regardless of what the fans of Cleveland want him to do, regardless of what any of these teams who have tried to do billboards to try to persuade him to come to their city. It, you know, he's going to do what he thinks is best for him whether it be to win championships, which I think is what he really wants to do, 
obviously money is a factor. He needs he needs to get paid no matter where he's going. So, and he will. He, he will, will regardless of where of he goes. Course. He's gonna these. He's not going anywhere if he doesn't get paid. Right. Without. Well, a why doubt. would he? I mean, that would be silliness. But unless he's getting ready to retire and he's just playing like, I don't you know, know I JV don't, for his last season. I don't think season. he's gonna retire. <laughs> not not yet. He's still he's still playing stellar basketball. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, his I don't, numbers have been the best in his in his entire career. Yeah. Like, does he? I wonder if he's even aging at this point. <laughs> I mean. Or is he like Benjamin, Benjamin Button? Button. <laughs> he got that Benjamin Button thing going yeah. in reverse. He got that Benjamin Button. He gets Button. younger, the rest of us get older. And I'm like, hey, that could totally be me because we're same Z's, same age. But, same you know. age, that's right. Yeah, so, no. You know, I mean, my thing is this, and I understand this is silly season. Everyone gets kind of stupid when it comes to LeBron's free agency. Um, kind of? <laughs> Everybody loses their mind. Yeah. But the, but the one thing, and LeBron himself has mentioned this, to do this kind of stuff while they're in the middle of trying to compete for a championship, he said this in an interview. He said, this was, he said it was disrespectful to his teammates. Remember when the, when, the, um, when the media kept asking him questions about whether he was going to do this or that or go yeah. here or there or whatever? Yeah. And he said it was disrespectful to his teammates because they have to deal with that. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's to me it's just it's just really silly. It's really stupid. New York, I have never forgiven New York for for uh, having the Yankees. Well, or? besides okay. that. <laughs> but his first LeBron's first free agency, they ran in New York. There was either an article or a billboard or something like that. I think it was an article that was talking about why uh, LeBron should go to New York. And one of the things that they said was that Cleveland didn't deserve him. Ooh. Because he was this mega star in this quote unquote little market. And I like that was just Yikes. the a ultimate slap to the face. Slap to the face. Not true anyway. And just the ultimate sign of disrespect. That is one of the things I've never liked about New York, New York culture, media culture in general, is the snootiness, the arrogance, the 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 way that they thumb their noses at everybody. Just call them Oak because they're throwing shade. <laughs> I've been saving that one for like some time now. You wanted to make sure that you had a chance. Yep, to yep, I did. I wanted to get it out. So let it be known. So we don't know what he's going to do. Um, I don't believe he's going to go to New York, though. I would say that uh, firmly. I don't yeah, believe he's going to go to not. L.A. either. Um, because people don't understand. If he wanted to go to a quote-unquote mega market, mm-hmm. he could have done it a long time ago. LeBron historically has not shown any desire to play in super large markets like that. Except for when he went to Miami. Miami, The city of Miami is the same mega. size. Miami is the same size as Cleveland, population-wise. Population so wise, it's but. so it's it's the same size market, you know what I mean? We're talking about like the New Yorks, the LAs, the Houston's, the you know. The, I don't know. I think Atlantas. he could make it in LA. If you can make it in Miami, I'm. I feel like you can make it in LA. I don't think he has any desire to play in LA. I've never thought he had any desire to play in LA. I could see that over Portland, though. Oh yeah, I'm he's like, not going to Portland. No. Portland, what? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're on the Billboard campaign. They're one of the ones. All right, I don't. Sometimes I forget they even have a team for the, for the Trailblazers. <laughs> the Trailblazers, in case you forgot. All right, no. What they <laughs> what they need Portland. to be worried about is their star player is keeping their star player happy. 
They need to be worried about Dame Lillard. That's what they need to be worried about. Because to me, if I'm the Cavaliers and LeBron does decide to stay, I'm trying to take that pick and I'm getting in Dame Lillard's ear and say, hey, uh, why don't you force a trade? Why don't you come to Cleveland? <laughs> so what they need to do, because if you remember, Damian Lillard did an interview after Kyrie forced his way out. Mm-hmm. And Dame said in the interview, I don't understand how anybody could not want to play with LeBron James and not want to compete for championships. That's so true. That's a good point. By though. him saying that, I'm like, oh, okay. That's And it comes out now that he is tired of not being competitive or as competitive as, as he thinks they should in Portland. So they need to be worried about they need to be worried about their guy instead of trying to take ours. Now you say that. Now there was reports recently that there were several teams that may approach the San Antonio Spurs in regards to a potential Kawhi Leonard trade. Yes. If you're the Cavs, do you are you one of those teams trying to trade for Kawhi Leonard? If I'm the Cavs, I'm taking that pick and whatever I can and, and trying to get another star regardless. So whether it's Dame Lillard, whether it's uh, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, Leonard, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to bring in another star to this team. Um, I would prefer, you know, I mean, I don't know how old is how old is Kawhi? Kawhi is who? Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi's on the he's, younger side. He's ain't young, he? yeah. So that's that's the kind of guy you would want to package that pick and and send it to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, um, a young starter. I mean, that's yeah, absolutely. I'm, I am always and probably always will be a proponent of bringing in younger talent to get them acclimated to you know your extend, team extend your and your program and stuff, and yeah. yeah i mean that's how you build you don't build by bringing in old people after old people after old people i mean you build by bringing in young people and building them up to answer your question Kawhi will be 27 at the end of june i okay. almost said 28 so i was not too far off so 27 yeah so I yeah mean, yeah i would a do young that guy and yeah um, but he has some experience, too. He's not a rookie either. So he's exactly. kind of like right in that realm of somebody that you're going to want on your team. Get right. him, Bring him in, get him acclimated, and, and bring him up. So. Absolutely. And I'm one of those guys. I have I value to some degree um, the, draft, the draft pick. But to me, it's more valuable, especially when you have a championship window, to take that and try to turn it into a player that can compete now, now. that can help you win right now. I mean, that's what it's always been about. Even if you go back to when the Cavs, you know, drafted Andrew Wiggins and then traded Wiggins for Kevin Love. And you were one of, like, five people that didn't like that trade. There was more than five, first of all. (laughs) Second of all, (laughs) uh, I mean, ever since LeBron came back, it's always been about a a win now. Uh, mentality, instant and, gratification, right? And, you yeah. know who doesn't like instant gratification? I mean, you you reap what you sow, and so therefore you're trying to get to the point of a championship, which right. we did, right? And there, there's and some I, arguments I wouldn't that trade that. I wouldn't Would trade they have that made the, the championship with or without Wiggins? But uh, I do agree that we do have a window. And then you know earlier we were talking about if LeBron is going to stay or go. You know, if we could win another championship, that may persuade him in in staying. I'm I'm one that actually believes that as long as they get to the finals and are competitive, even if they don't win, I believe that if he if they get to the finals and are competitive, he's probably going to stay. I will say though, uh, Todd Allen from the Todd Allen Show has something to say. But before I give him the mic, 
that I'm almost feeling a little uncomfortable now about the bet we made earlier in the year. <laughs> you know, we made a bet. Uh-huh. It, it, it progressed from a one beer to a three beer bet. And it's I on record. Bef- and now, mind you, this was made before the trade deadline. Doesn't matter. That I said the Cavs <laughs> would not even make the championship. Doesn't matter. <laughs> What did we just see? Is that somebody on a scooter? Yeah, one of the, one of those little scooters. Instead of using crutches or a wheelchair, those they're those little scooters that you kneel much easier, like on, and you. They have those for like. I wanna, when it doesn't your, make it any less hilarious. Yes, my brother broke his ankle a couple months ago, <laughs> and he was on one for something. Yeah, but it's still hilarious. As someone who's like a diehard crutcher. Those things are like... A diehard crutch. (laughs) Hysterical to see. Stay tuned. We have more to come here. Once again, it's the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. Broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland. We'll be right back. Stand Up For Kids is looking for volunteers interested in leadership positions in Cleveland to help Cleveland Stand Up For Kids grow and expand so we can reach out and help more youth. Stand Up For Kids is a 501c3 national nonprofit organization founded in 1990. Stand Up For Kids is almost totally ran by volunteers. Not only does that make us unique and strong, but we understand the importance of your time and will make you feel like a valued part of our community. We are very much in need of your time and talent. Our mission is to end the cycle of youth homelessness. Think of the young people in your own life, nieces, nephews, sons, daughters, and grandkids. Now think of them alone on the streets. Would you want someone to help them survive and give them hope? For more information, email cleveland at standupforkids.org or check out standupforkids.org slash cleveland. Welcome back. This is the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland. It is Cleveland Indians opening day. And of course, there's more. There's so many things going on right now. Um, There's always stuff going on with the Browns as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to get to that. In just a little bit, but real quick, I want to let you know about Jack Cleveland Casino Draft Day. This draft day, Thursday, April 26th, Jack Cleveland Casino will be hosting their Predict the Pick contest. Guests can swipe their club jack card at any kiosk to win an entry into the contest. Guests can choose from five different Cleveland Browns draft prospects. One prospect will be randomly selected, and those who predicted the correct pick One will be randomly selected to win a pair of on-field seats to the Cleveland Browns home opener. So make sure that you get down to Jack Cleveland Casino on draft day, Thursday, April 26th. Now. Yeah, that would be awesome. To the Browns. Randomly select me. (laughs) What was that? She said randomly select her. (laughs) So the draft is coming up. As everybody knows, they have the first pick Uh and the fourth pick. And all the picks, because that's what we do. We like picks. (laughs) (laughs) So, Christy, what do you think they should do? Let's go. Let's go with the first. Let's let's start with the first pick. Actually, you know what? Let's let's flip it. Let's start with the fourth pick. What do you think they should do with the fourth pick? (laughs) Jeez. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I don't like drafts. I I mean, I. it's it is, but I like don't. 
I'm not. It's I don't. Not the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, speaking of the Olympics, oh, guess God. who threw out the first uh, for opening pitch here at opening day who? for the tribe? Who? Rocky River native Red Gerard, 17-year-old Olympic gold medalist, won the first uh, Olympic gold medal for Team USA. In the Olympics, but anyway, only, only Christy can bring. Right? In yes, I just had to like tie that to back a in really quick. Segment. But with the fourth pick, I mean, honestly, the first pick I think is kind of obvious. With the fourth pick, personally, I'd go maybe a receiver. Um, Saquon Barkley is kind of tops my list. I really like that kid. I think he showed a lot of potential at Penn State. Um, I thought he did some really great things. I liked watching him personally, but I know that there are some people that doubt that. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of picks out there. Um, there's a lot that they could do. I just wasn't really happy with our receivers this year, and I don't know if that's just because they didn't like um, they didn't like the setup or what, but it just looked like they were intentionally dropping passes which is frustrating so i'm like hey if you're gonna like intentionally just like bomb your team then you can get out that's i don't know i'll replace you with somebody else so so we're gonna go to uh we're gonna go to e i know he and i are probably gonna disagree on this uh i'm taking if he's available i'm taking saquon barkley with that number four pick um same z's yeah i believe i believe that he has the potential because it's all potential, right? It's all a crap shit. Right, right. I believe that he has the potential to be a once in a generation talent. And to me, it's a bold when, statement. When you have a team that is so devoid of talent, <laughs> <laughs> well, we made some trades. The, the Browns made some trades and stuff, and so they have more talent than they right, right. ended the season with. But there's still a talent gap, so to speak, right? So when that's you it, have, just a gap. <laughs> I'm being nice. When you have that, to me, you get the best players that you can possibly get. You get the best player available. So we'll talk about what, what I think we should do with the number one pick a little bit later. But for right now, at the number four pick, if he's available, I'm taking Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Barkley. So this is going to be – I'm going to kind of go off the trail here a little bit. Oh, boy. Number two, the second overall pick, is actually going to determine what the Browns can and cannot do at number four. At number four. Explain. New York Giants have a pick at number two. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there now. I think Obviously, we know that the Browns are probably 99.8% going to take a quarterback at number one. More than likely Sam Darnold, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously, this past week, They've had all the top quarterbacks in for visits so they can do their homework, air quotes. And so say they take Sam Darnold at one. At two, the Giants are going to field some calls because you're either going to have somebody who wants to trade up and get the next best quarterback. You know, there were rumors at some point that the Bills might want to try to trade up to number two with the Giants. Um there's going to be a lot in play. You can see a, a quarterback taking the first three picks. If that happens at number four, the Browns can then choose between Saquon Barkley, which who is not my pick, uh, and Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb is a defensive end from North Carolina State. Right. If you pair him on the opposite side from Miles Garrett, like that, that will be a nasty defense. Like okay, so I, I almost want to say. 
take Bradley Chubb. Really? Yes, because the running back draft class this year is so deep that they could get with the first pick in the second round their running back. But, do, but can you get a running back that's comparable talent-wise to Barkley? What round was Alvin Kamara drafted in? What round was Kareem Hunt drafted in? Ooh. Alvin Kamara was the offensive rookie of the year. Played for the New Orleans Saints. He was drafted, I want to say, what, fourth round? Something like that? And I know Kareem Hunt didn't go early because he's from Toledo. Right, he and went those, to Toledo. Yeah, he's not yeah. getting any big looks, but look what he's doing. Wasn't, I have wasn't not been the, on a Saquon Barkley train at all. Okay. Right. My man was held to, I want to say it was under 100 yards, maybe five times. Right. And, I mean, yeah, then there's the argument of, okay, those games that he was held to 100, under 100 yards rushing, he had over 100 yards receiving. Yep. All right, yeah, he's yeah. dual threat. Okay, I get that. And that's a big and that's a big deal, especially in today's off, NFL. Right. If you look at right. the drop-off in talent position-wise, you have more opportunity to get a quality running back later in the draft than you would, say, be able to get a quality defensive end or a secondary or something like that. So you're saying that... The second best defensive end is not as good as Chubb as the second best running back would be. Yes. And then just think about that. If you can at one and four be able to pull off and get arguably the uh, you know, your quarterback of choice and the best defensive player available in the draft, you just I think you came away with a steal. I mean, I get where you're going with that. Well, like I said, my my argument largely is the best player. The Browns are so devoid of talent, they need the best player available. And if he's still on the board, I believe at four that uh, Saquon Barkley is the best player available. And, you know, we all have to keep in mind that kind of anything can happen. I mean, we can get deep deep picks, you know, fourth, fifth round picks that turn up and show up in the NFL and do great things. And then we've got number one picks that – don't do anything so yeah exactly (laughs) so we just kind of have to keep that in perspective that just the the where you go what you're supposed to do who you're supposed to be doesn't always mean that that's what you're gonna i'm gonna tell you me personally a running back i like darius guys from Mm -hmm. lsu and i also like rashad penny always lsu is always known for their their speed Mm -hmm. all right so uh what we're gonna do real quick is we're gonna go around and uh we'll talk about We'll go on the number one pick, and then when we come back from break, I'm going to bring in Jeff Brown from the Jeff Brown Show, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this as well. So, uh, obviously, I think all three of us agree that they're going to go quarterback, right? I, yeah, yeah. So we all agree. I think we all agree that obvious. the number one pick is going to be a quarterback. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. No doubt. Okay, so I'm going to throw a curveball in, and I'm going to say that at one, they should take Baker Mayfield. And the reason why I say Baker Mayfield is because I'm a firm believer in the quarterback. Swagger. Well, not not that. I wasn't even going with the I wasn't even going the swagger route. I'm a believer in the quarterback that they just traded for. Right? That they just yeah. traded from from uh, that they got from Buffalo. I believe that people are sleeping on him. And I believe that he has an opportunity to have uh, some possible success here. Over the next couple of years, he's not that old. I forget what is what is, his name is losing me. Who the new the new quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. Yes, Tyrod Taylor. I'm a firm. I'm a big believer in him. 
Um, I believe that he is because every his not the knock on him is he's a game manager. When was the last time you had a you saw the Browns with a competent game manager? <laughs> Yeah. So 1990 never, I think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> never worry 31st, 19 never ever. Yeah. So I like him and I think he can be really good. The most comparable player, the most comparable quarterback in the draft to him talent-wise and like capability-wise is Baker Mayfield. So I would hate to see the Browns do Brown stuff where they build the team around one quarterback yeah. and then get a quarterback, another quarterback that completely doesn't fit what they just did for the one quarterback. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if you're going, if by me being a believer in Tyrod Taylor, that makes me say it should be Baker Mayfield because they're comparable. Well, I mean, I'm always an attitudes kind of girl. And, yes, and I think, yeah. <laughs> And attitudes matter, and I don't. I don't like Baker Mayfield's attitude, and that concerns me because I need him to buy into my program. I need him to get along with the other players and not snub his nose and holier than thou and pull that Heisman card um, nonsense. I need somebody who's going to be talented enough to perform on the field, but humble enough to hold the clipboard for a year to learn the program and learn everything that's going on so while he's kind of the obvious choice because he did win the Heisman I'm not 100% sold on him um, as the guy for for Cleveland Um, that being said maybe there are intangibles that I don't know or I haven't seen or you know that's he's the direction that we want to go but either way I totally agree with you that I don't want to pick a quarterback and build a team around him that is the quickest way to just throw it all down the drain so I I, I, I totally agree with you on that on that aspect don't pick a quarterback and build your team exclusively around them uh, will. You know what? Forget Baker Mayfield. I want to draft the uh, cop that tackled him the night he got arrested when he tried to run. <laughs> Man, that dude looked like he could play linebacker or safety. The you way are he so petty. Boom! Right against that wall. Petty Pendergrass right there. Bro, petty oh Pendergrass. But he's <laughs> not he wrong, wasn't though. escaping he's the pocket wrong. that day. <laughs> Make your pick real quick and we got to go to break. Man, as much as I hate to say it, I think they're going to take Sam Darnold. I don't like his mechanics, but hopefully it's something they can work on and you know, we got Todd Haley as offensive coordinator for the Browns, you know, and he likes big quarterbacks, you know, a la Ben Roethlisberger. So let's see what they can do with him. All right. Stay tuned. When we come back, we are going to talk some more Browns and Cavs and Indians with Jeff Brown from the Jeff Brown Show. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. My name is Rakim and I'm 16 years old. My name is Jamonte and I'm 15. My name is Ed and I'm 14. Why don't you smoke? You can lose one of your lungs and you can get a hold in your throat. The reason why I don't smoke, I play basketball and football and I have to get a lot of air in my lungs for me to be able to run up and down the court and up and down the field. I think about what it does. What if I die earlier than I expect or what if things start to happen that I don't want to happen? A message from FCB Entertainment, the Eyes Have It Media Group, and Tobacco Free Kids. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. We are broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland for the Indians. 
home opener. Yes. And real quick, E. Will, why don't you let everybody know uh, a little bit more about what Jack has to offer once again, sir? It, you know, it's the premier entertainment place in downtown Cleveland. It's yes, only sir. steps away from Cleveland Public Square. They offer over 1,100, that's right, 1,100 different slot machines for you to choose from. Which I love. Uh, they got, <laughs> for you table games players, they have over 100 table games. And, of course, we can't forget our poker players. They have 30, that's again, that's one more, one more, 30 poker tables up in their exclusive poker room. Yes, and in addition to the gaming, Jack has three bars, a food court featuring Corky and Lenny's Deli, made-to-order flatbreads and pasta at Nona Paza, and handcrafted burgers from Stacked in the Seven Station Buffet. So make sure that you come down. Boy, I'm telling Zach. you, I can go for some buffet right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Zach Cleveland that Casino. That ain't thunder, y'all. They, my stomach grumbling. They'd kick me out, I think. <laughs> and, and their buffet is really good, too, by is the way. Is it? So, yeah. So, yeah, so make sure y'all come and kick it at Jack Cleveland Casino. Now! We have in the building from the Jeff Brown Show that is available on FCBRadio.com as well as iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Spotify. Jeff Brown, welcome to the show. How you doing, What's sir? What's happening, everybody? Everybody, how y'all doing? We Man, chilling. What a beautiful day to be down here. It's Isn't cold, it? but it's beautiful, and the Indians act like they want to win today. The Indians act like they want to win today for the season opener. Yes, you know, the yes. Cavs did real good last night, sure so did. hey, let's see what the Indians can do. All right, so right. Uh, on the last segment, we were talking a little bit about the Browns, so we'll start there first. Okay. Um, let's go... On the the picks, the draft picks, number one and number four, where do you think they should go? Man, you got to take Barkley at one because you've already solidified your quarterback position, okay? You went out, traded for Tyrod Taylor. Now tell people about Tyrod because I'm a believer. Like, most people ain't a believer in Tyrod. I love him. I mean, he's a a solid pickup. I mean, real talk. I mean, even though – and he had a winning season as a backup quarterback. So at the end of the day, I think that right now that's the best situation for the Browns. He's seasoned. He can learn the system. And I think Hugh Jackson will be a great uh, coach for him and a good uh, uh, director of uh, as it relates to helping him win, teaching him how to win, and teaching him how to play the game right. And let me, let me tell you something else. Uh, a quarterback is effective based on, number one, a solid running back, a solid running game, and having a strong offensive line. Now, our offensive line did very good last year, but we really need needed somebody who can solidify the run game, and we needed weapons on each side of the quarterback. So, with that said, we've solidified that as well. I'm hoping that with the fourth pick, they can go out and get maybe a, a – maybe, Maybe another offensive tackle, maybe. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of great talent out there. Um, it's so hard to say right now. For me, I think what the Browns need to do, they need to take the best available player at number four, period. I mean, we can say, hey, you know, take this person, take that person. But at the end of the day, you take the best available at four. At number one, you take Barkley, solidify the run position, solidify your run game, and you come out uh, with multiple threats. Not to mention that Barkley got hands and he can catch. So he does not have butterfingers. Absolutely. And see, before you got here, that was uh, what I was saying. Now, I went quarterback at one because I believe that's what they're going to do. I would prefer Barkley at one. But my my pick for four was if he's – 
if he's still there, because I know I believe they're going to go quarterback number number one no matter what. But if Barkley is still there, yeah, that's who I'm taking. That's I'm our MO, for isn't all it? the reason you said, yeah, because QB yeah. at one, right? Yeah, well, you want to? Why do you need a QB at one? Well, I'm just saying, I think the Browns are notorious for almost always picking now, a quarterback he's, first. He's not on the on the Barkley train. Why do you need a running back at number one? Because you got two. When the running back draft class is so deep. The talent, the, the talent. Yeah, well, deep, having depth and talent is totally two different things. I believe I, that Barkley is the most talented. He's out the of most the talented and most qualified to start right now yep. and to make an impact. Here's the thing: yep. the Browns have failed to do for the last 20 years. They have failed. Get a quarterback? To dra- no, they have <laughs> failed to draft impact players. I agree. That was one of the things. See, see, my brother is saying oh, listen, what I was saying. Well, that's what I'm talking about. You know, so and I disagree with <laughs> Wait, getting a quarterback. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser didn't get a fair shake, though. No, I don't think so. Because either. half of his challenges were his receivers. I mean, nobody's catching the ball. How are you supposed to be a good quarterback and have good stats? They couldn't catch if a you cold. put it in their hands, yeah. in their numbers, and they just deliberately drop yeah. it. I mean, how well, is that his fault? I don't think he's as bad as everybody blames him as being. I totally agree. Well, I, I believe. This I believe that you know yeah you definitely need a, a, a solid quarterback and here's the thing remember Brady was picked up in the sixth round okay mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. didn't nobody really know what he was able to do until he got picked up and into a right into a successful system apply and, that same logic to running backs no not true because guess what at the end of the day you can go you can go get a run you can go get a running back but if he's not effective and he's not he's not making a cut he's not making a turn if he's not making the effort effort the extra effort to get uh, the extra yardage and like what, you mentioned that dual threat man he's a that threat, dual threat and, is right. and he's a two way right. threat he can yeah. catch and he can run routes like right. a wide receiver not so why that. would you not go get the don't we already have somebody like that in Duke Johnson Duke is not good, but that's not what I. That's not what I asked though. You're talking about a running back that can run and can catch. Don't we already have something like that? Why wouldn't you want more than one though? And talent matters too. All right, so we already got got Carlos Hyde. So don't forget, don't forget they signed Carlos Hyde. Who I like, number two. I like him. Yeah, he's He's number number two. two. Yeah, he's not number one. He's number two. My thing is, who was the last running back drafted number one overall, and how long ago was it? Where did they come from? Here's the Can we thing, answer that, though. Jeff? Here's the thing, though. What? I mean, Kajana that- Carter, 1995, same college, Penn State, at Saquon Barkley. All right. If you look at the average li- uh, uh, career span of a running back compared to a quarterback, a running back is going to give you a few good years, maybe four to six. If you get the right quarterback, you're looking at ten to fifteen years. But first of all, number one, do you do you trust the Browns to get the right quarterback? Number one, number two, <laughs> that's the biggest question, right? Yeah. Number number two, <laughs> because they tried for twenty seasons. Exactly. Number two, I I don't like how people keep sleeping on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is it's a cold. very good quarterback. Yeah. Number three, when you have a team that is devoid of talent, you need talent. And that's what the Browns need. They need talent. Absolutely. Well, like I said before Jeff got here, (laughs) Alvin Kamara wasn't taken in the first round. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Right? Do you trust the evaluation system of the Browns? It's a whole new regime. They are supposedly one of the (laughs) most respected regimes right now. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) They took Tim Couch. Not this regime. They didn't. (laughs) This regime did not take Tim Couch. All right. So so moving about the evidence of what the Browns have done over the years. 
20 seasons. You just talked about the past with 1995. You went back I, I, no, I asked a simple question of when was the last time a running back was drafted they number one Brady, overall? They said Brady Quinn was the answer. Remember that guy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So All we, right. Stop so it. You got a, you got a point well, on this because yeah, I want to transition I'm just, real quick. I'm, we just need to always focus here. on it depends on the player. I mean, you are going to get 12th round picks like backup quarterback Tom Daggum Brady who's going <laughs> to do something in the NFL. And then you're going to have first rounders that don't do anything. So, yeah. I mean, we can't put it like so much well, weight Barkley on gonna it. going to do something this year if they go get him. Ain't, no, no, doubt. Yeah. Ain't and, no doubt. And I think he will. I mean, I think he's I think he's a phenomenal player. I Take think Barkley. He's got a lot going for Take him. Barkley. I wouldn't I wouldn't say no if they took him at number one. Yeah. But Barkley. I think I think they're going to go. I, I think he'll still be around at four. And Please don't they're going to hold up. off and yeah. they're going to take him at four. But I mean, there's. I hope no, they get him. Whether it's one or four, yeah. I think they need Barkley. Now, real quick uh, before we transition out of football, let me ask you this: If the Browns were able to get Odell Beckham, would you do it? Hell no. <laughs> Thank you. At least we agree on something finally. Hell no. Explain real quick. Why? Why would you get him? That's why I was going to ask you. Why? Because you're deep with draft picks. You can go get a beautiful talent. You go get a young, beautiful, blossoming talent right now that can make impact. <laughs> Plus, you just got Landry. Yeah. You still got Coleman. Yeah. So, what, what do you need? See, let me tell you the beauty of football, man. It's all about talent. And if you got talent, you can make it on any level, any professional sports. Right. You know, so I wouldn't even think about trading for him. Why? Let him stay where he's at. Why would you give up the first and the fourth for him? Yeah, because yeah, right. New, New York is now – New York is too high. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. talking about they want two the first-round picks. Four? Yeah, that's, not, yeah, that's crazy. Not yeah. for a one-year rental because no, that's crazy. he has one year left on his contract. And, you know and who knows? Especially well. after that injury. Right. Right. Well, yeah. absolutely agree. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, did I say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shout yeah. out to Brian Body Calhoun. Yeah, that was a good – yeah. Yeah, he's worth something. For the record, I was crying on national TV too, man. I knew he was in pain when he started crying, man. Right. I don't know if he was crying because he knew he couldn't get that extra money for his contract extension or he was really hurt. I didn't know which one it was. But yeah, asking, asking price is too high. Yeah. yeah. Contract's up at the end of the year, so it'd be like a one-year rental. You know, people are like, oh, well, they can re-sign him. Well, you're not going to be able to re-sign him and Landry both because they they traded for Jarvis Landry, but they haven't even extended his contract yet. Right. Yeah. You know, and then Josh Gordon, we have him this year I and forgot. next year. I, right. Yeah, I forgot all about Josh. I forgot about Josh. <laughs> you got Josh Gordon. Oh, poor you can't Josh really, Gordon. We forget about him. You can't Hi, really buddy. You can't really count on him, though, either. Though. No, well, well, let me tell you something. I, I think he's going to have a breakout season you this think year. So? I think yes. so, too. He's going to have a breakout season. Let me tell you why he's going to have a breakout season. He has great talent, but I need him to stay on the field. Well, no, let me tell you why he's going to have a breakout season. Because he needs some money. <laughs> and money motivates everybody. I don't care who you are, where you come from. If you know you in your contract season, you know you got to go out and perform. And guess what? The Browns need him. Just like yeah, they need, need the Browns, to be honest with you. Yeah. They do, yeah. and I really think, that, honestly, I think this last season he kind of turned a corner on all of his personal his issues. Personal I, I think he's getting old enough to realize that this kind of shenanigans need to stop and he really needs to focus on what he's doing or he's going to be out. I mean, he's just going to be out. Nobody wants to mess around yeah, with he's, that. He's, bare, with yeah, that he's really so. hanging on by a thread, and I think that this is the year that he's going to really be able to prove everybody wrong, the league, everybody. Yeah, I scared hope so. straight, and I hope I so hope too. So. I totally agree. Hope so too. And if you guys remember actually real quick before you transition off 
Wasn't I'm actually I, about to go to break, but go oh, ahead. Oh, wasn't I uh, sort of close in my prediction? For what those of our pre- listeners that were listening last year, I had said that when Josh Gordon came back, he had uh, he would have 400 yards in five games, which averaged about 80 yards a game. Right. And he ended with 335 yards. So I was off by what, 65 yards? Something like that. Give my yeah, I, I'm I pretty sure I remember you saying that. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. I hope he. I hope he does well, though. I really do. All right, when we come back, uh, more with Jeff Brown from the Jeff Brown Show. We're going to talk about the Cavaliers and the Indians when we come back. This is Darvio or the Kingpin Morrow. I want you to check out my new song, Unconditional, featuring Dan Smith. I know that I'm a harshest critic. I'm just trying to deal with it. I take it back because this ain't complicated. Yo, it's simple. We all looking for something that's unconditional. Get unconditional now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Outlaws of Necessary Roughness. Once again, broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland for Indians opening day. It's been a a really, really good day. Um, We've been having a lot of fun here. And we're going to get into some more sports talk right here in just a second. But one more time, I want to remind you about the Jack Cleveland Casino Draft Day, which is Thursday, April 26th. Jack Cleveland Casino will be hosting their Predict the Pick contest. Guests can swipe their club jack card at any kiosk to win an entry into the contest. Guests can choose from five different Cleveland Browns draft prospects. One prospect will be randomly selected and those who predicted the correct pick. One will be randomly selected to win a pair of on-field seats to the Cleveland Browns home opener. So make sure sure that you come down here and check that outcome kick it with them now once again we are here with jeff brown from the jeff brown show hey what's happening what's happening cleveland what's happening whoa yes sir so uh real quick before we get into before we get into some more of the sports talk tell everybody a little bit about your show sir oh man the jeff brown show man oh I, it's so much i can say about that show but it's the show that makes you laugh and think at the same time um my, my co-host, my lovely co-host, the lovely side of the show, uh, none other than Mo Better. She uh, balances out the show. She's phenomenal. Uh, just uh, her conversation, her wisdom, her wit, her class, her sassiness, all in one. It just, you know, uh, works so well with me. You know, my energy, you know, my controversial self, you know, I mean, (laughs) but more so than anything, man, the Jeff Brown show is more about uh, just having fun and empowering people and, and just, you know, making you think and just making sure that, you know, we give you something, you know, to make you feel better, feel good. um, And hopefully, you know, it it changed your life and inspire you. So 
Absolutely. So make sure that y'all go to uh, listen to the Jeff Brown Show. You can hear it either at fcbradio.com or you can hear it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just type in the Jeff Brown Show. You will Every not Wednesday. regret it. Absolutely. And it'll come right up. Now, let's talk about them Cavaliers. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So um, they recently played a game against uh, the Washington Wizards Last where night. they had one of the largest comebacks in the fourth quarter in NBA history. I think only two teams, two or three teams, something crazy like that. I saw the stat from ESPN. Yeah. Came back uh, in something like that. They were down 17, 16 or 17 with six minutes left. Are the Cavaliers finally starting to hit their stride? Yeah. Let me tell you why I think they are. Um, you have LeBron James. <laughs> and... It's just like anything. Iron, iron sharpens iron. Yes, sir. That's and biblical. So, that's and biblical. so that's yes, what sir. it is. It's biblical. So you can't play with LeBron and not become better as you play. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, with that said, I think that going into the playoffs, they got some great momentum. I believe that their defense has gotten way better because they're longer, they're athletic, and they're quicker. And so I think uh, if we can continue to uh, improve as we've been doing, I think we'll be okay, and we'll be able to meet Houston in the finals. He will. I mean, like like Jeff said, you have LeBron James. You know, he's got killer instinct. Um, at any given time, you know, like you said, they had that comeback. He just goes off. Yeah. I, I mean – he can take over a game at any Jeff, given time. You know time. what? I don't think Jeff knows about it. I know we talked about it earlier in the show. So, I'm normally not a betting man, okay? But earlier in the season, before the trade deadline, I made a bet with Darvio that the Cavs wouldn't even make the championship. And he's going to owe me that bet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wish I'd have known about that bet. You would have got in on that. Uh. It's only three beers. I'm broke. I can't afford more than that. <laughs> I'll take you up on that. I'll take you up on that. I mean, if you win, you get six. Are you still holding on to that uh, that bet, E? I mean, we still we shook on it. I'm a man will you of let, will, you, will you let another man get in Hell on it? Hell no. <laughs> I just said I'm broke. I can only afford three. You think I can afford six? Because he, he's, he's getting Jack, a little shaky look, about that bet. Jeff's trying to be slick with it, though. He's trying, oh, yeah, but if you win, you get six. No, I'm That's not. true. That's I know I'm the drinker, but I ain't falling for that. <laughs> I might have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. It wasn't last night. Uh, Christy, are the Cavaliers? Can't hustle a hustler. Are the Cavaliers finally starting to hit their stride? I I think they've been I think they've been hitting their stride. Um, we kind of went in this like midseason, what is going on, and then they've slowly started to start picking up momentum and winning games and winning games. But what's frustrating for me is that they're capable of this kind of comeback. But yet, how many games have we watched when we're going, what are they doing? What's happening? Um, Are people fully confident in their um, playoff abilities? You know, I don't know. I don't don't know what they're going to do. So that's frustrating for me to know that they're capable of this, but they don't play to that level all the time. Yeah. And so that's And that's the frustrating thing about them, right? uh, Yes. They do that all the time. Yes. For For the last four years. Yes. And now that's not to say that in, in the early season and even coming up on midseason that they're not trying to save themselves or reserve themselves. Right. But for me, as a former athlete or wannabe athlete or whatever you want to call me, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Swimming is I, an athlete. Hey, sh- not according to ESPN, apparently, but that's for another <laughs> Please time. Don't that's get her for started another time on, on ESPN. Yes. I don't want a shot of the casino. People will be concerned. Or not, because there's been yelling all day. But What did Michael Phelps not get put on? Please don't start her. The top 20 for 20. And moving on. So anyway. Wow. Um, I just, I'm always like, give it your all. Play like you want to be there. Play like you want to win. And for me, right. um, and the playoffs and everything after that, it just depends on whether or not LeBron wants to win. If he wants to win, they will win. If he doesn't or he's not fully invested or whatever or he's distracted, I, I don't know. They're, it's probably not looking good for them if that's the case. So if, if he wants to win and he's in and he's all in, then they got it. So, Jeff, um, I caught what you said earlier about uh, the matchup in the finals. So you don't think Golden State is going to get out of the West, huh? I think they have problems, man. I, I think they have problems. And um, Houston That's is terrific. really – Just terrific. It, <laughs> yeah. Houston is uh, playing great ball there in great stride. You can't deny it. They're having an exceptional season. I think the uh, the, um, the the match with uh, the combination of Mike D'Antoni with uh, Harden has really – made major major impact so you know I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing um, the Cavs uh, meet them but let me tell you something else but I'm picking the Cavs to beat Houston though really Ooh. I was just that was going to be my next question uh, Houston, uh, Cavs in six um, let me tell you why because Houston I believe they'll get past Golden State because Golden State is not the Golden State of last year. Yeah, they're hurt. They're, they're unfocused. Hurt and mentally, yeah. they're not there, okay? Yeah, yeah. LeBron has been there. It'll be eight times this year. Yep. So LeBron is playing for something. And in addition to that, I also believe that uh, in that LeBron's experience is going to elevate the play of the young players around him. Plus, you still got Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, and Tristan, which is the remaining four from right. the championship. Right, the core from the championship. Right. So, yeah. with a guy like Jeff Green, you got a young guy, Jeff Green, you got Jordan Clarkson, you got Rodney Hood, you got Larry Nance. So, when he come back, who's a beast? Remember, He's a beast. And remember, man. the Cavs have not really played as a full team this All whole season. season. Right. Yeah. right. So, you, so, you don't even know what you're going to get in the playoffs with the Cavs. Right. That's why I'm saying if LeBron wants it, it'll happen. It just all depends on if he wants it or not. And I think but. he does. The way that he's been playing this year. And the way he's been getting. Um, now with a comeback like that, a lights out. I mean, that's lights out right there. And the way they're and the way they're snubbing him for the MVP vote is just amazing to me how they're doing that. So I think more so than anything, it, they're going to more than likely give it to Harden. Yeah. But yeah. what's going to happen is LeBron is going to, you know, win that MVP for the finals. He's going to win the finals MVP and he's going to win the championship and he's going to prove everybody wrong. Well, you know, we've seen this before with Jordan, right? Jordan won the MVP so much that they just stopped giving it to him. They just wanted to give it to somebody else, even though you know that Jordan, especially in the Chicago years, could have been the MVP every year he played. Absolutely. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the Indians real quick, sir. Uh, What are you expecting from the Indians this year? Uh, Is it championship or bust? Um, I don't. I don't want to say bust. I think um, they made some 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 solid, you know, uh, off season moves between last year and this year. I think 
now is just putting those pieces together to allow them to play together mm -hmm. and to kind of, you know, just, you know, get into a rhythm. You know, the Indians always starts out slow in the beginning. Usually. And then they, yeah. just, mm -hmm. and then they just all of a sudden, they just they just take off with momentum. Skyrocket, so yeah. um, I think that the Indians are going to win it all. Uh, I don't know who's coming out of the national out of the in uh, out of the National League, but I, I'm picking the Indians to come out of the Ameri out of the American League. That'd so, be beautiful. Uh, I would. I think maybe we can. I think maybe it's going to be. I'm calling it now. Maybe the Indians and the Dodgers. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. All right. That'd be pretty good. Dodgers. I wouldn't be disappointed in that. No, that'd be good. Um, let everybody know how to get in contact with you on social media, sir. Oh, okay, definitely. You can uh, go to my Instagram page at the Jeff Brown Show. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at Jeff Brown Jr. That's my personal page, or you can follow me on my uh, uh, the Jeff Brown Show page one and two. So you can um, reach me out like that and um, turn in every Wednesday at one o'clock to the Jeff Brown Show. It's gonna be fire. And tell everybody uh, what y'all talked about this week. What's the main? Because they talk. You have a main relationship topic every week. Yeah, the we main talk, one was what? Oh, who lied the most? Women or men? And uh, <laughs> what was know, the consensus? Oh, uh, women lie the most. <laughs> they probably lie better too. And lie better. <laughs> yeah, well, there's. I hope, my, I hope my co-hosts think, don't hear this. I think men lie more, but I think women lie better. So. Yeah, a, but that's probably yeah, true. Yeah, no, you My know Lord. what? Uh, all jokes aside, um, <laughs> the the consensus and uh, statistics prove that uh, men do lie the most, but uh, women are better liars. But both men and women, seventy five percent of both men and women believe that uh, to spare somebody's feelings, you should. Tell you know, a lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting, and uh, we just an had a great dynamic. show, man. This past week, man. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure y'all check that out once again, either at fcbradio.com or on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or Spotify. Type in the Jeff Brown Show; it'll pop right up. Thank you so much, sir, for spending some time with us. We appreciate Thanks, it, sir. brother. I appreciate you guys allowing me to come down and hang out with you. Go Tribe, go Cavs, go Browns. I hope y'all pick. Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more after this. Attention, Cleveland. I want each and every one of you to get up and get out and help me welcome a new vibe. Caribbean Vibes Bar and Grill located at 7114 St. Clair Ave. Start your weekly vibes off the right way. Ladies, make sure you come out for a Man Crush Monday where we have Hennessy and Patron specials all night. Tito Tuesdays with $2 Tito specials. And fellas, we got WCW. Wing night with a live band, $2 Quavo shots, and lots of women. Then Thursday, Thirsty Thursdays, Reggae All Night, Star Temples, DJ Just Play, $6 Hennessy's, and a live band. Flashback, Hip Hop Friday, Happy Hour from 4 to 8, $2 Domestics, $2 Tito's, $6 Hennessy's, and $8 Patrons. Then we got Smooth Saturday with Raising Reggae, $6 Ciroc Flavors All Night. Males must be 30 and females 25. So make sure you come out to Caribbean Vibes located at 7114 St. Clair Ave, Cleveland, Ohio. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Once again, this is the Outlaws Necessary Roughness broadcasting from Jack Cleveland Casino in the heart of downtown Cleveland. This is, once again, Darby Oda King, Pitt Marl from the Outlaws alongside Christy Macker from Necessary Roughness. Hey, hey. 
Eric E. Will Williams from the Outlaws and Necessary Roughness. You know. And right now we have Sammy Cena back from the Todd Allen Show. Howdy. And Todd Allen is in the corner over there chilling. What's up? <laughs> that was awesome. Like a deer in the headlights. All right. It's What's been a, it's been a great. Yeah. We're cheering at people that's <laughs> walking in. Yeah. 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 So it's been a great it's been a great day. Uh, we've enjoyed ourselves. Uh, you know what I mean. And we got so good people here in Cleveland. Yes, it's yeah. Cleveland people are dope, man. And, and it's been Cleveland crazy. gets a bad rap for nothing. Right. It's yeah. been a crazy good time here. You know, there's Absolutely. been a lot of excitement down here at Jack with the opening of Synergy, with its multi-game play capabilities, DJ and a social atmosphere. You know, I was looking at it earlier, and man, it just looks so fun down there. You guys got to come down to Cl- Jack, you know, and check out Synergy and see what it's all about. Yep, absolutely. Um, that's actually where I'm going soon as we get done working. <laughs> oh, I'm going to the Rock Bar and Lounge. Oh yes, yes, that's the Rock Bar and Lounge. That's I mean, popping too. I've been there all night, but <laughs> <laughs> they pour incredible drinks just to let you know. So make just sure. FYI, I'm going to get my kids in case anybody was wondering. She said she's getting some nachos first. Yeah, oh yes, oh yes. Eating, eating is priority number one. And then my children. And also too, (laughs) (laughs) then then your children, I caught that. Um, Now that baseball has started and the Cavs are still going, downtown is the place to be, of course, as we know. And Jack is the perfect place to come and eat and drink and play while you're here. Absolutely, so make sure you come down and holler at the good folks at Jack Cleveland Casino. So, Christy, give me um, just your thoughts on the day, on this experience, on this amazing thing that we've done today. This has been so much fun. I love Cleveland. I love it. Um, I love the people. Every time you're downtown, um, everybody's so friendly. And we all have, I feel like we all have this commonality, like we're all cheering for the same thing. Everybody's cheering for Cleveland. And I love that. I love being on a team that's so proud to be, you know, proud to be who we are. Um, So I've had a lot, a lot of fun sitting at this table. So many people walking by, just checking us out and just waving, shouting. Yeah. Some (laughs) some crazy, some awesome dancing, waving. Um, It's been a really, really good time. And this is actually my first time in Jack Casino. So yeah, I haven't been down here. What a better way to welcome you into the atmosphere. Right. So this has been a blast. I've had a really, really good time and I can't wait to do something like this again. So Sammy Cena, talk about your experience today. This is um, also my first time um, down here as well. Yeah. I really don't hang out downtown, but when I do, this is where I'm going to come from now on. That's right. It's got a little bit of everything. I mean, you can eat, you can drink. There's sports everywhere. That's my thing. Um, You know, you can play the games. It's awesome. And there's all kinds of games for everybody, whatever your level. You know, and and it's just crazy. You know, like I said earlier, they have over 1,100 slot machines for you to choose from, 100 different table games, and a 30-table poker room. So there's not a lack of excitement or entertainment that you can have down here. Like plenty of amazing things going on. There's something to do everywhere you look. And then if you're like me, you know, I I love to eat. You know, you just got to look at my tummy and you can see that. (laughs) So, yeah. They they have the uh, buffet, which has seven different stations. You have Corky and Lenny's um, in the food court, as well as Nana Paza and Stacked, which is a burger joint. Yes. So, anywhere you look, there's something to do. Right. But, yeah, um, being down here with you guys, I don't really do sports all like that. But bringing in the home opener with y'all. 
has just been amazing. And I'm representing from my brothers and some of my cousins. They are sports fanatics. Really? And I just kind of look at them like with bling, 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 bling. Like <laughs> anytime something's going on. But you guys made it really fun, so it was awesome. Well, you know, the thing about uh, opening day, like I mentioned earlier, it kind of transcends even the game. It's like yes. an event. Like yes. everybody is out. Everybody's having fun. And everybody's fun. on the same agenda. And like, you know, like Chrissy was saying, you know, everybody's so friendly. Everybody's on the same page. Every every five minutes, you say, hey, and everybody else goes, hey. You know? <laughs> so it was real cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Todd Allen. Yes, sir. Talk about your experience, what it's been like at this amazing uh, event that we're uh, Outstanding. This venue, uh, Jack Casino, is amazing. This is my first time actually being here. I, I've you walked too? through it. I've yeah. walked through it a couple times, but this is the uh-huh. first time I've, I've come in and got and parked. Um, but, I mean, it, it's an amazing and what, what I like about it is I'm a people watcher, and right. watching people watch me is amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> watching people watch him. <laughs> yeah, I think there was a song about it at one point. Right. So, yeah, but that, it's, it's amazing. But what I'm, like, I'm going to do is I'm going to pass the mic because I see a veteran, and I want to thank him for his service. All right. So, C.J. Cobb from Necessary Roughness, an ex-professional uh, football player. Is late, but he just late. got here. He made it. Late. He made Better it. late than that. Whose fault was that? How was uh, we're that? We're not going to play the blame game. How was game? that my fault? Because you didn't give us the necessary information to the necessary <laughs> roughness crew, which is striking to me that you could miss that. <laughs> wait a minute. Well, well, but wait a second. Hold on. We're, we're going to hold somebody accountable here. Are you on Facebook or Instagram, CJ? He has all. He had all the information. Look, I'm on it, but I'm off it. You know what I'm saying? That's your fault, then. It's not my fault. Oh, oh, so I see you brought back up today. That's okay. That's all right because I'm big enough to handle the both of you. You are. You are. You are. Let let me see one of your shoulders. Hold on. He is. He is. He is. So real quick, um, since you're here, before we get up out of here. Oh, oh already? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> be driving around downtown looking like a fool. All right, everybody. But, CJ's but here. Real, we can end. But real right. quick, you played in downtown Cleveland for the Gladiators like every week. How do you still get lost in downtown Cleveland? Because it's downtown. Because it changed. You, you got to realize that I, I move a lot. You know, so I go. Right. I'm here in Cleveland. Then I'm back in Florida. I'm in Chicago. I'm all over the place, man. I, you can't expect me to memorize all these maps. <laughs> GPS, bro. <laughs> Say that again, baby. I'm about to, I'm about to GPS you. He's not, he's, he's not feeling the love. He's wait. We gotta, gotta find, let him feel find the your love business. first. Your lane right now. Love you. We love you, CJ. Um, now, if it was Duval, he would know exactly where oh, he was going. Of course, like the back of my hand, brother. Wait, wait, wait. That? <laughs> that was not there last night. Oh, oh. So, uh, real quick, man, before we get out of here. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Browns earlier and about what they should do uh, with the first and fourth pick. What direction uh, do you think they should go? We've been having this debate. Jeff Brown from the Jeff Brown Show was here earlier, and he agrees with me that Saquon Barkley is a player that Why they should take. Why do you have say, to taint all that before he can yeah. answer? <laughs> <laughs> I got to set. He he just got here. I got to set the tone. You it's called recapping. It's called recapping radio. You've been doing radio long enough. You know this but now. But still, no, what so, I'm saying is you're trying to Aren't you a vice president response. of FCB, man? Right. No, like, I, he knows how this goes. I'm saying he's trying to influence his opinion right now. So that's that's the debate that we're having. He doesn't think that uh, a running back should be taken that high with one or four. What direction do you think? Well, I never said. Hold on. Wait. I never said that a running back shouldn't be taken at four. I said a running back shouldn't be taken at one. 
I said four. You were wasn't he arguing with me? And I said, so now he want to flip it. But anyway. It looks like all kinds of misinformation right. going on here. <laughs> we, can, we can listen to this later. Right. And, and you'll hear that I never said you shouldn't take a running back at four. Yeah, okay. So uh, what do you think? What do you think Either the Browns way, should do? You know, you know your major concerns. You know what you need to address. I think they've made major moves in the offseason, picking up Tyrod Taylor, uh, Jarvis Landry from the Dolphins. And your offensive line is getting better. It's younger now. It's getting better. So, yeah, I think running back is the way to go. That's what that's what that's the part that you're missing right now. On paper, that's what you're missing. Now, I'm a I'm a Tyrod Taylor believer. A lot of people are sleeping on him, man. They don't realize how good how good he is. Look, you gotta realize Tyrod Taylor knows how to take care of the football, and that's number one for a quarterback. If you know how to take care of the football, that's almost half the battle right there. All right, you know your checkdowns, you know where you're supposed to go. He's a pro, he knows what he's doing out there, he's confident. I'm I'm ready to see him rock. Well, and that's the thing. People have been, like, saying he's a game manager like it's a negative. When is the last time you've seen the Browns have a competent game manager at quarterback? you got to realize that's a step up from what you've had thus far. (laughs) So you should be happy that you have a game manager and appreciate that. And he's a little bit better. I wouldn't call him a game manager. I think he's a little bit better than that. I think so, too. I think think he's a little bit better. His athleticism puts him over that game manager. He may be a game supervisor (laughs) level. You know what I'm saying? He's not the manager. He's the supervisor role. (laughs) He may make major moves like that. So, real quick, man. Intra, like, let everybody know how to get in contact with you in social media, and just give people a little bit about uh, your background for those, because we got a, a large audience here on this episode. So, for people who may not be that uh, familiar with you, uh, you're in the FCB family now. So, just give people a little bit of your background and let everybody know how to get in contact with you on social media. Well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm black lavender, as they call me, uh, <laughs> like long walks on the beach. Uh, you hit me up on like Tinder, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, Black People Meet. <laughs> Farmers only. I love it. All that. No, I love but, it. <laughs> but okay, fake, I just him fa- in some old I balls. Know, I Facebook, know. Instagram. Oh, a red checkered shirt. I love that shirt. With a look, straw, a piece of straw out of his mouth. Or in the middle of his gap. There we go. There we go. You don't have to be lonely. <laughs> farmers, farmers only. only. Facebook. We got to get you an endorsement. Okay. From yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Facebook. CJ Cobb. That's easy. Uh, Instagram. Twitter. It's at King Cobb. 70 uh, Snapchat it's BKC underscore 71 okay All right. and, okay uh, um now, what we really meant was the fact that you you were a former Cleveland Gladiator. Yes. That oh, oh, that part. Oh, that, <laughs> not that just part. your dating. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ladies, he's available. Yes. He is, I am available. <laughs> yes. All right. Back oh, to the oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. Where, so, where'd you play college ball played, at? Played literally college ball. went somewhere else played, for a moment. Played college ball at the University of Cincinnati. Go Bearcats. Bearcats. Uh, then uh, came up to Cleveland. For professionally for the Cleveland Gladiators for about right. three, four years. Of the AFL. Uh, Wait, are you yep. from Cincinnati? No, I'm actually from Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, okay. Well, you know, they, they said, we'll pay you play. So I came up, okay, to right. Cincinnati. Uh, got the scholarship there. Had wonderful, wonderful memories and time there. Um, played in Chicago in the AFL, Cleveland, played in Orlando. And back here in Cleveland to finish out my career, which I retired at the beginning of the 2017 season. And then into the broadcasting world I threw myself into so absolutely we love to give uh, we love to give CJ a hard time but we glad that CJ is part of the FCB family yes we are so on that note we are out of here 
We've had a blast here. We want to thank Jack Cleveland Casino for being such great hosts and make sure that you guys come down here and kick it with them. So for Sammy Cena, E. Will, Christy Maggers, C.J. Cobb, Todd Allen, and Jeff Brown that was here earlier, this is Darvio the Kingpin Morrow saying peace. We out of here. Peace, love, and chicken grease. The FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.